Hello. Hello. Welcome to Salem the Podcast. We are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides. My name is Jeffrey Lilly. And I am Sarah Black. And today we've got a, a behind the scenes. A little special interview for you guys. Unexpected, unplanned, but I think it's necessary to document the spectacular weekend we had here in Salem. So three, we Three weeks ago? We've got the movers and shakers behind It's Just a Bunch of Halloween, uh, when our favorite cast members from Hocus Pocus came to town. So if you don't mind introducing yourselves, since we do have quite a few people in the room, we'll start here. John? Good morning. Hi, John Andrews, uh, founder of Creative Collective. Uh, thanks for having us to talk about this exciting stuff. Thank you, John. Good morning, Brian Sims, also known as Bora and founder of Salem's Black Hat Society. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Joe Manganaro, and I have a podcast as well, the Horror Squad Podcast, and I am a Salem local. So we've had uh, John and Brian on before. You guys uh, probably listen to their episodes, know all about them. And of course, Brian does Bora and uh, have not had the pleasure, Joe. So thank you for coming and uh, plug your podcast again for us. Yeah, sure. It's uh, the Horror Squad podcast. So if you like that good uh, Halloween horror year round, year round, check it out. So I guess let's just start from the beginning. Whose idea was this to bring the the kids from this movie back to Salem 30 years later and how long ago did this, I'm sure it started, the the inner workings of this started quite a ways away. Go Joe. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So yeah, I guess it really all started probably about two or two and a half years ago when I was, you know, with my podcast, I'm always kind of looking to bring people into Salem, you know, so it started with sort of horror guests and whatnot. And then I, I started to realize, you know, this town really, they, you know, Hoax Pokes is huge in Salem and they don't do a, enough, I think, for the fans that are coming into town every year and whatnot. So I'm like, you know, it'd be really cool to maybe bring someone in that has to do with the movie. So literally I reached out to Omri Katz on Instagram. I just sent him a that's DM. That's how it happened? That, that, well, that's how it started. This was the start of it. <laughs> that was last yeah. year, right? So I sent him a DM on Instagram two years ago. And I said, hey, Omri, like, my name's Joe from the Horror Squad podcast. I was like, I live in Salem. I think it would be great to bring you in, do like a small event or something like that. It'd be really cool. So um, I didn't hear from him for a couple weeks, and then just out of the blue, he did message me. He returned my message, which, you know, it's it's a crapshoot, honestly, whether someone's going to return your message or not through Instagram, and he did. And he was like, yeah, let's do it, you know. So I was able to do an event with him two years ago or, or last year um, at Silver Moon Comics. We did a small signing, which ended up being very successful. He was very happy, and we did a screening over at Cinema Salem, it was just one day, a small event, nothing crazy. And then he, we went out to dinner that night, and he was like, you know, he's like, this was awesome. He's like, I would love to bring more people next year. He's like, this would be great. Uh, and then that was it. The weekend ended, and I hadn't heard from him for a few months. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll just take this year off. I was kind of getting burnt <laughs> out and whatnot. And I was like, you know, if I don't hear from him, I'm not going to push the issue. But then Brian... So at the beginning of the year, I was at House of Mouse Expo, and Doug Jones was there, and, of course, Max, Danny, and Binks. The whole cast was there except for the witches. Mm-hmm. The bus driver was there, um, and I was walking around as Bora, and 
just shooting the crap with them. And I said, you guys need to come to Salem. They will eat you up here. And so they were like, well, let's do this. And so then I came home, and then Mars messaged me on Instagram. He said, can you help me find locations that we could probably do some signings at? And I said, well, sure. And then I found out somehow that that Omri was talking to Joe, and I said, well, wait a minute. Let's just do this together. I mean, why work separately? And so we sat down with them. We had a virtual uh, 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 Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. And we were brainstorming, and then we were going to do something at the Peabody Essex Museum, and then Joe and I were going to do a signing at the waterfront, and then this was like getting out of hand, getting larger, <laughs> and we were like, wait a minute, wait, 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 we need to bring John from Creative Collective on here. I'm, because I'm, I'm expert. Yeah, yeah, he knows what he's doing, we don't know what we're doing, and so in comes John. Story of my life, let things get out of control and then bring John in. Kind of how it rolls. Um, yeah, no, I was in conversations with the Peabody Essex Museum about bringing the haunted histories back, and they were talking about this potential gala ball event with the cast members of uh, Hocus Pocus. And I was like, all right, I mean, that sounds cool. You know, we'll, we'll have a conversation. Um, I think it hit them probably a little too late in the season as far as planning goes. So they they couldn't they wanted to do something but they couldn't host the ball so they kind of took a back seat and then we went into all right so if we can't use the museum what do we do next and which local partners do we want to work with and that kind of turned into this <laughs> snowball of hey let's you know let's throw a party somewhere else and then possibly have the cast do a signing, and what location could we possibly use? Because if the Peabody Essex Museum partnership came about, it was going to be ropes. We oh my they really wanted to do something at ropes, aka Allison's house. For yeah. those who don't remember, um, and I'm, I'm now that I know what type of crowd shows up, I'm very happy we didn't yeah, do we that. Did. I will Trapes. say that out loud. All those people, it was um, crazy. And on in, that in, day, would have been. Uh, oh. Yeah. I'm actually really happy that it um, it rained. I, I'm really happy that it rained because I don't think any of us expected what happened. Um, lesson learned for the future. Um, but if it was, you know, 70 degrees, sunny Saturday fall, I think we would have had lines from the common to the bewitched statue. We would have yes. finished at 10 p.m., 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, right. so... Um, yeah, and then, and then, you know, once the PEM dropped off, I don't, I don't actually know who suggested Bitbar first, but I think it was the type of thing where it was like, geez, we're like two months out, who the heck is going to have an opening or an opportunity? In October. Yeah, and I think, I think someone had mentioned like, oh, there's this cool place and there's video games and, you know, there's cool, we could do something there and Bitbar happened to be available and amenable to the conversation. Um, and then we had countless amounts of very long zooms. <laughs> um, I would say marathon zooms yes. to be just even friendly where I'm talking two, three hours a whack. Just like to yeah. figure out logistics. Planning, logistics. Um, we made some decisions early on about, 
you know, this needs some leadership. How are we going to do this? And, you know, I definitely don't have the time. And, you know, Brian's got a full-time job and a full-time job as Bora. And Joe was like, yeah, I mean, I've done some of these things. <laughs> and we were like, all right, let's, you know, let's put someone in charge here. And, and that worked very, very, very well. So, you know, it was interesting to be able to bring some of the, you know, institutional knowledge I have about doing things in Salem. But I actually, and I admitted this to the cast, have never really gone to a con at all. Oh, so. So that experience that Joe brought to the table and Brian brought to the table of like how a con works right. and like how does the picture thing work and, you know, um, what type of access do people want? What are they expecting? They really filled me in on that. It was a group effort amongst the three of us and the entire cast pretty much at every single meeting. And it sounds like you guys all worked super well together and made up for each other's, you know, Considering we never have. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We We were like, (laughs) I mean, I had known Brian and John, but I'd never really, you know, Brian in passing here and there, but John like really never. Um, So yeah, like really the three of us pretty much clicked almost instantly and were able to just, you know, be professionals and business and it was a good really good working relationship and the cast was with us the whole way yeah, like it was right. they weren't they did not take a back seat they were heavily involved in the planning and the processing as well that's awesome I, it, it, we thought I, I we started late what when did we start this uh, way, we, too late. way too late, way too late. And we kept telling uh, them the conversations didn't even start until august yeah wait yes yeah. august and uh, that gives yeah. me anxiety we pulled this off in about a month and a half mars yeah. said he wanted this this and this and we we're like oh my god okay you guys have no idea what you're getting yourselves into they had no idea what the crowds were like right they had no idea they had no idea that you, you, it's too late to get uh, accommodations in Salem or around <laughs> yeah. Salem. You, we can't even find a place. And they kept saying, well, let's do this. So we, so all three of us said, okay, let's just jump in and hold our noses. And, yeah. and it happened. And it worked. It happened. Are you guys happy with how it turned out? I mean, I'm never totally <laughs> satisfied with any event ever. Slightly but, perfectionist. But I will say, for the fact that none of us had worked together, for the fact of varying levels of fandom, I think there was, and I won't say who, there was one of us that was fanboying a little bit, one of us didn't care, and one of us was fanboying a lot. And you can make up your mind on who that was. <laughs> I was actually, that was my next question. <laughs> I don't know, that, that, that was easy. That, that was easy. That was my next question. How was it being with the cast so much on such a personal level? I mean, Brian, some of them stayed at your house. Yeah, Mars. Mars and his girlfriend stayed over the first night. They were like, we don't have a place. This, that everything's booked. So they stayed at the house the first night. That was nice. And uh, then they did hair and makeup at the house. And then Vanessa was like, we need to have a party. Can we do it? Yeah. I said, sure. So, yeah, they were at the house a lot. So that was not. It was fun. It was interesting. But then you just kind of, like, look at them like. There's normal people. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to make sure that they were happy and comfortable. So, you know, that was my concern to make sure that they were happy and comfortable. John had, you wanted to make sure that, what, everything went right? What was I, your, I, for me, it's always about, like, I don't I don't really fanboy. It's, like, not a thing I do. But I'm, I'm with you but on that one. But this time. I, no, I, it's interesting. I wanted them to really experience Salem, like, the Salem I love. 
you know, so I made sure like where they went to eat, like we set them up with Ledger and Chef Dan over at Ledger hooked us up. Um, Vanessa's a vegan, so we needed to make sure that like she could eat. Did, did we have them wait in a breakfast line for two hours? <laughs> no. Nope. Well, that's that's like nope. an iconic Salem experience. Um, you know, Thora had mentioned that one of her favorite things to do while she was here um, was just walking down the pedestrian mall. Uh-huh. Obviously, we couldn't do that during the day. So Thursday night after dinner, when it wasn't too crazy, because it was a little earlier in the month, we were able to walk down Pedestrian Mall, and she just she just fell in love. Aww. She was so happy with it. She's like, this is cool. She stopped and took pictures of the display at the Bat Box at the PBS <laughs> Museum. We got to go see Haunted Histories, which is a very homegrown Peabody Essex Museum did this years ago. They just brought it back last year. They were able to see some local actors do storytelling in the historic houses. Totally, totally dug it. I, I I bumped into you there. I went to the last yeah. like half hour or not even. It was three performances. And if anyone's looking for something to do, a hundred percent recommended it. It was, it yeah. was fantastic. I'm, I'm upset. I missed the first half, but, uh, I think I, I've not developed any kind of fandom, but I've developed like a wicked strong respect for them as humans. I think Vanessa's one of my favorite people. She so cared nice. so much about all of us. She cared so much about her fellow castmates. She's definitely the mama bear of the group and very appreciated. I mean, even just like having lunch with her sitting at my desk. And she kept asking me about, like, what we do and what the collective is. And as soon as she knew that we supported creators, she was like, oh, my God, I'm super interested in this. <laughs> and then, you know, driving Thor back to the Airbnb and talking about gentrification. And, you know, she just that that brief 15 minutes didn't want to talk about Hocus Pocus, which was totally fine with me. Mm-hmm. And, like, talking about gentrification here and gentrification on the West Coast. And she's very interested in visiting in June and just being here at a different time of year and you know Jason Jason is so me in Nashville and I didn't realize it like he puts together shows all the time he's constantly trying to raise up local creators in Nashville and he does all these special events and he works with local performers and so obviously like super hit it off with like who he is as that person um yeah and Ormy's just fun yeah he's just fun you know and his ties to the cannabis industry are great and you know trying to make some local connections with some of our friends over at witch doctor and seagrass and you know it's just it getting to know them as humans and like all of them are their own versions of entrepreneurs even being as famous as some of them are they are just kind of scrappy creative entrepreneurs and so i i left with more of that kind of a fan fandom thing um but yeah it was amazing to get to spend some time with them i think what's great about them too is they didn't need us you know um but they were very like wanting to work with salem locals you know local businesses you know they could have brought in a corporation the i mean there there was a strike going on right now obviously so they can't bring in the studios and whatnot but they you know the fact that they took a chance on the three of us, you know, three Salem locals. I think that that says a lot about them as people. And I I really appreciate that they want to work with us and that they want to continue to work with us in the future too. 
So uh, as you open that door, well, <laughs> I'll just walk walk right through it. I'll just flip. What's what's the future hold? You're in Salem. We can we can predict the future. Sure. We have psychics and mediums. What do you got? <laughs> Hit me. They'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we're already in discussions. This. You know, we want to do it better next year. I think overall, like what we pulled together in a month and a half was about as best as to be expected. Um, it won't be outside next year. That is our plan because if the weather was nice, I think it would have been perfect, but people were getting rained on all day and, and it, it just wasn't ideal. I the the next Saturday was what? 70, <laughs> right. 78. Yes. It was beautiful. Sunny, gorgeous. It's in, and I was sitting there and I'm like, I can't believe like what, what the, I mean, it's New England. Yeah. They got saddled probably with the worst the, weekend. But, of, yeah. yeah. At least that Saturday. The, the worst day I, yeah. I would say of the month. But they were hardcore fans waiting si- up to six hours in the rain. Yeah. I will say I, I was extraordinarily impressed. It takes a lot to stay on oh, yeah. for that long. Yeah. And from the first person to walk through that tent, as a team, like the volunteers, until the last person left at right around 9, nine o'clock, o'clock that night, they had smiles. They gave everyone time. They gave everyone, you know, they tried to find that happy balance between we need to move you quickly, but we also know you've been waiting in the rain, so we really want to give you a little face time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was super interesting to, like, stand at the entry to the tent and watch someone like walk down the line, wait in line for four hours. You could see the look of like sheer misery outside. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. That's no, why it was, we're. We that's out, why we're was, going indoors. Yeah. But to see them come around the corner and actually see the faces of the people, and instantly their entire tone and energy changed, and they're like, "Oh shit, I'm actually gonna get to meet these people." I just got chills. <laughs> and oh. and Jason was very very specific about how he wanted to meet them. So like we had talked about convention style with the table. We had, yeah. and Jason's like, "No, like let's just get high tops." Thank you, Hawthorne Hotel, for letting us use your high tops, and and just kind of let them come into a comfortable social mm-hmm. space. And, like, Jason did that. Like, that was literally, he said that in the meeting. He's like, I want them to feel like they're in our house. Like, I want them to feel. Hanging out with us. Yeah, and that's how it felt. And so to walk in and, you know, to walk up and get hugs and high fives and fist bumps and and be in the space with them, um, I think that was probably the smartest decision of all the decisions we made because everyone was like, I got a moment or a couple moments in these people's space. And to just be surrounded by them. To be surrounded by them. And that's that's wow. pretty yeah. cool, because, I mean, you have the, the con thing, and I mentioned this with the cast a couple weeks ago, is it can be very cold, and some of these uh, people barely even look up at you, and you're like, oh, I got to meet so-and-so, and they're like, yep, thanks, hi. Have a-. And you're like, I get it, you're it's draining. Uh, but then some other people are on the whole time, but there's still like a table and it's still like a, you're waiting yeah. in line and you know that you're, and to take that away, that's, I didn't know that that was like a whole thing. That's, yeah. that's I, pretty, I saw the pictures, but I didn't realize the, the, the well, scope and, of it. And like one thing that really stuck out to me and you know, it caused some issues with the line, but Vanessa around four thirty, grabbed me and was like, Hey, 
can we pull in all the kids? It's yeah. getting late. It's getting dark. Oh, my goodness. And, like, that little moment of, like, I really don't want to go out to this crowd, but, man, that's such the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And so we did. We went and we grabbed as many kids as we could. We shared, Joe and I shared the responsibility of breaking the good slash bad news mm-hmm. and pulled the kids in, and, you know, we got them all out of the line. I think all the kids were out of the line and out of there by 8 o'clock. Um, she was so hyper-aware. As mom of being like, hey, like there's little kids out there and it's getting dark out and it's raining and what can we do? And again, the human side of these people was so impressive to me. I saw no celebrity clout. Like I saw no celebrity air in any of them at any point. And everywhere we took them, every store, whether it was, and you guys can talk about it because I actually didn't go into Nagley. We took them over to Witch Doctor. We took them, I mean, they went into Die With Your Boots On. Sincerely happy to be in those spaces working with local people and supporting local people and buying things. Like, that's just, I don't mind bringing in corporations. I don't mind bringing in famous people for, for October at all. But, like... To have people come in and work with us and be part of the equation instead of trying to rise above, like be on top of the equation, just very, very cool. And then I, you should probably chat about Nagley a little bit because that was a really special moment. Yeah, we, you guys were heading to Nagley just as we left you. um, And I knew that it was, Brian, you mentioned that it was a surprise. They did not know the cast was coming. So, yeah. Well, the kids. Nagley, the the guys that run it knew because we set up the, meeting for them to and uh, to, to, to show up and they said well we're gonna ha- we'll have our party with our I guess their clients uh-huh. is what they call them we'll have our Halloween party with them they won't know that the cast is coming and and uh, I don't even think they knew that there was going to be a donation oh that the cast made the cast made a donation no but it was do you remember I remember the meeting specifically we had a few meetings before Thora joined us and Thora j- joined us and the whole concept of Nagley came up and she yeah. was like yep I was like, wait, she's like, nope, we're in it. That's that we're doing that. That's part of we don't care. That's part of the agenda. She's she was very, very, very insistent on making sure that Nagley was a big part of what we did. And just to remind our listeners, because I don't think we've touched on Nagley too much in our podcast. Could you also speak a little bit about the organization as well? Nagley is a is a LGBTQ plus support group for for people that might feel disenfranchised. Youth, youth, youth specifically. Yeah. Are, are they the one? They're the ones who put on the the, the prom dance. Yep, that, the red party, the prom. They do a lot of amazing like, fundraisers. And I, I think the first time I saw that, I I mean I didn't even know. I was like that. I, I the level of help that just that's providing to to these kids is is. There is no measure. There's a lot of youth organizations that work with LGBTQ youth. They kind of set the standard on, you know, I I learned more from the youth about, you know, proper usages of pronouns and mm-hmm. why identity matters. And, and that was all through programming that Nagley did pretty much through COVID. So this is going back a, a bit, but they they transitioned into online workshops and doing partnerships with the Human Rights Coalition and Pride and they're just and and like to see Thora light up and I had never slight slight fanboy when I saw <laughs> Thora on camera. Slight. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Thora Burst is in a Zoom with me. Like that's amazing. <laughs> but like the second we mentioned Nagley, she lit up. She, she I remember she that was moment. so excited and I was like, this yeah. is the right thing. Overall, this is the right people to bring to town. 
and these are the right organizations to hook them in with. So it was it was really special. It, it was it was the perfect puzzle piece. It just completed October. And going back to the, the fans and all, going back to the fans and all, I remember moments like this kid ran up to Vanessa during the signing on the common, soaking wet, jumped up and wrapped her legs around her waist. <laughs> and, and, and Vanessa just held her and squeezed this little girl. Yeah. And at one moment, um, this little kid walked in drenched. She had to be about four years old. And Mars said, bring her, they had a heater set up. And, and Mars said, bring her over to the heater. Warm her up. And this kid, uh, it was just, so. They were, those were beautiful moments. Once we got to about 8 o'clock, it was really adorable. So when you walked in the tent, and we created a pretty cool environment in I there. Think, yeah, yeah, I think so. Sam yeah. did a great job. With happy Halloween. Yeah. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween happy. happy. She decorated the whole tent. She was able oh. to work with sponsors and get all the decorations. And but, Brian got his backdrop for the ba- – he provided the backdrop. So that was kind of all put yeah. together by all of us too. So we built a little set. So yeah. it was cute. But, like, right before 8 o'clock, there was, like, this, this group of fans kind of waiting. And then Joe's crew – and then we, at that point in the day, we had figured out a really good system of, like, how to move people and the cast. And then this little gaggle of children by the heater. Like, oh. everyone all happy. <laughs> and so, like, there was, like, these pockets of amazingness happening in the tent at all times. And that was really cool. So, wow. so did you guys have fun on Sunday? Did Tell we us ha- about that. <laughs> did we have fun on Sunday? My goodness, Brian. I you were the one who I'm assuming you were the were you the one that facilitated our involvement? Was that you? I appreciate you can it. Yes. You can say yes. You're, you're sitting here being like a little shy about it. I will it. say well, Brian's been very humble in this whole situation, but he without him like honestly, yeah. without the three of us, I don't think this event would have oh, like it would have come happened. together. No, as, you guys have. No, Brian are has, the three pillars. Brian of has this. been amazing. He's been oh, so no. humble, saying, "Oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't no, me." No, but no. Brian was just equally as important as You're any of us. You're very kind. Thank you. You're going <laughs> to hell for lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I to second that. Not only was it cool. Not only was working with Brian great, but like I've seen Brian try to pull off his own events. And I've pulled off a lot of events. Many. And yeah. working together, it was a really it was a really good learning experience on both ways. Like it reminded me of, you know, you get really excited, but do you see all the fine details? But also from Brian's end, it's like stay excited mm-hmm. while paying attention to the details. And I think you and I had a couple moments where you were like, oh, I didn't even think of that. I was like, oh, I didn't even think. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that worked I, out really I, I, well. Remember what I said to you at one of our first meetings? So a lot of things. I don't I was in charge of this thing. We, John and Joe and I had our first meeting together here at the creative office. And John and, and Joe, John said, who is in charge of this? I said, well, uh, I am. And John, what did you say? You can say it. I don't remember. You said, <laughs> I, I remember was... last year when you threw your party, you were so stressed out, you threw your party at the waterfront. Go ahead. And you said, I, I owe, I'll say it. You I say owe it, you. I, I freaking I owe you. You said, you know what, based on your stress from that party, I know how you get. I know how you get stressed out. Joe's done this before. Let's let Joe be in charge. I said, Thank you, God. <laughs> Thank you. Say, yeah, Joe, go. Go, Joe. You got this thing. And I said to you, the day of the event, John, you saved my life. And I've never seen a human being in my life spend so much time trying to figure out driver logistics. Oh, yeah. So thank God for yeah, Brian for that. Absolutely. Oh, we're going to have the private drivers next year. <laughs> you know, that's another thing we have to work on. 
somebody else. There's always room for improvement. There is. But Sunday was a lot of fun. I want to get back to that. You guys got the phone call. What what was your thing? Remember I told you that I have to have a word with you? Yes. I sent you an email. I said, do you guys want to do this? Do you guys want to do a private tour? You said yes. Absolutely. And then I also, you saw me on the street outside the PEM. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> and you were like, hey, I gotta, we're do, I can't, just, there's a thing, and just not, like, soon, like, a couple days, and, and, like, that's it. And I was like, What sure. the hell is he talking and about? I, and mostly I'll just, I, I love doing it. I was like, yeah, well, sure. I was going to tell you, but I'm like, don't tell him. But now the cat's out of the bag, but it's not out of the bag, so just shut up. I, okay, here we are. You, you were like that, and I was like, yeah. okay, cool, sure. And then, lo and I behold, sent you the email yeah. saying, hey, would you guys do a private tour, and would you do, be interested in, doing a, interested in doing a podcast? And then... You said yes, and then I emailed you a couple of times because the cast, they wanted to know what was the what layout for the entail. weekend. And we had thoughts of, you know, we were bouncing around ideas like possibly hosting a brunch and like doing a live podcast mm. in front of the people that came, which that, when you think about the logistics of that, that would have been a whole different yep, layer. Yep. Um, but then we eventually settled on a walking tour of the filming locations that was probably, and I'll say this a million times over, the highlight of my career, if not the highlight of my life. It was just such an, an it, it, I've been watching Hocus Pocus since before I knew what it was called. Like it popped up on the TV when I was probably three or four years old. And I was just so entranced by the cinematography, like the style, the story, the acting, the costumes. So to be able to walk down the street with the cast. I mean, I'm not, I, I was impressed. I did not fangirl too hard, but it was such an experience. And I can't thank you guys enough for even thinking to include us in it. Yeah, it was, they, they were, as John said a hundred times, super down to earth, super fun. And they would just talk to you, which is fine. I don't fan, uh, fan out a lot about, celebrities i've been to enough cons and been to enough after parties that you know even like the coolest people sometimes you're like sometimes you're like they're gonna let you down right, right. but sometimes like the people who you, you don't realize end up being super cool and it's just like they're people and i wouldn't want to be treated as like so you just treat people the way you want to be treated and right they were super friendly super chatty um i think my favorite part and I, i'll keep saying this uh, is when I, I learned that Vanessa had had never been to Allison's house on tour with the the first time that Allison had ever or now has ever been to Allison's house was with us, and I'm like that's and that moment when we were on that street down from the house when yeah. that tour guide <laughs> yes. what did she say she was they they, they yelled yabos loud enough for us to hear which was then the quote that I was put in the Salem News paper as saying did, did any of you read that the article yes. so like and jeffrey lave was saying a podcast of course they were shouting yabos and i was like that's it was hilarious though watching vanessa and thora just crack up at that situation it's just like oh my gosh we're, we're standing next to allison we can see allison's house they're talking about allison and she's they laughing had, about them talking about Allison. it's just so they had no idea and they had no idea no idea that allison was a few right feet away. Oh, but, yeah, I'm not famous, but like, there's such a cool thing when people notice. They're like, "Wait, what? Did did that person just? 
I think I might know them. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I do know. And, like, you can see the process in someone's face because we never really gave them enough time to be in any one space. So, like, moving them quickly was smart. Mm-hmm. But, like, you could see they'd, like, come around the corner and someone would subtly make eye contact and then, like, their face would just light up yep. of, like, I think that's so-and-so and then would run them in front of Old Town Hall and take a picture. And they're like, I was right. And then would run away. I I think that was great. One of the highlights was also uh, Jen in, in in front of the ropes mansion from the Pem. So she she works the Pem. She didn't know they were coming. And, <laughs> like I legit thought like the day before. I don't know a lot of people over at the Pem, but I was like, is it gonna be? Are they get? It's fine. Don't worry about it. And she's like one to one people who I like. You know, have fairly consistent contact with, and I I know them on a first name basis. But walking up, and I was like, oh, God. I'm like, hey, sorry. And she, like, looks at all. Like, she recognized the group as, like, me and you and John. She's like, and then she, like, you could see it click in her head who we were with and, like, what was going on. She was like, <laughs> she just, like, didn't know what to do. And I can't imagine you're working at the PEM all day or, sorry, working at the Ropes Mansion all day as Allison's house. And the amount of times people come up and then all of a sudden, she just shows up. Allison so, shows up. So not only did she handle that, she still was checking people in. Yeah. She was still t- taking people in and out of the house, all simultaneously managing this this photo shoot. First time Vanessa had it was like kudos to Jen, man. She she's something else. I have a video of them setting up for a picture in front of the ropes mansion and you can hear her in the background saying, Oh no, it's okay. This is the best day ever. (laughs) Cause it really was like, you know, as, as chaotic as it felt in moments because it is Salem in October, it was probably one of the coolest days for anyone that came into contact with those individuals. One of the moments that we had was at the school, there was a guy dressed as Binks in a Binks costume that walked right by the whole Group, yeah, and then we saw him later, and um, uh, Marston actually said to him, "Nice costume." Yeah, ah! he had no idea. He didn't know. He had no idea. And then we saw him near Cinema Salem, and Dustin. He walked by again, and that's when he said, "Yeah, yeah. that's when Mars said nice costume." And Dustin says, "He doesn't know who he is." Dustin from Salem News. Yeah, and I said. Obviously not. So Dustin <laughs> ran and chased Binks the cat down and said, do you know who that was? And this guy was with his girlfriend. He said, no. And he told him. He says, you're freaking kidding. The girlfriend <laughs> said, I thought he looked familiar. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then they met. Who did they meet? Who did they meet on Ocean Ave? Oh, my gosh. Oh, that yes, was we amazing. Have, we haven't even talked about this yet. They got to meet. So not only when we went to Ocean Ave known as the Denison House, we've said multiple times on this podcast that it is a private residence. So the owners of the house who, correct me if I'm wrong, Still they were owners. they were there during the filming back in 1992. They, are, they came out to meet and greet with the cast, and it was this beautiful moment to witness. Oh, my goodness. They brought out uh, photo albums. Their kids were there. Their grandkids were there. Who, who made that thing work? Prosnuski. I, I asked someone... One of the town councilors was at the house, and um, and I said, hey, we're, we're, we're doing this uh, private tour. Do you think there's any way, because I heard that Prosnuski lives on Ocean Ave and knows the family. Can he hook us up with the family so they can meet him? To clarify, City Councilor Conrad Prosnuski. Yeah, yeah and- thank you, John. Thank you, John. <laughs> well, inside baseball there, bro. <laughs> thank you. Sorry to, to side note on this, but out of all the people I fangirled hard on, 
he's it the was it was Conrad <laughs> only because because oh, he, we've been doing this ep- th- these podcasts yes. for an, a year and a half now, and we did a two parter on the Martha Brailsford murder back in the winter, and he is like one of the heroes of the case, and so I read this book about the case, and it was like he was real in my mind. I mean, he is real, but like you know, he was this hero in my mind. So I was so excited to meet Conrad Przniewski. So as soon as we got there, I was like, Jeffrey, introduce me. And so <laughs> I went up, I shook his hand, and I was like, I know this sounds really weird, but I'm a huge fan. Like I, I studied the Martha Brailsford case, and then we got into talking and stuff. And then who'd you meet? I didn't want to bring this up because this is so unrelated, but I have to say it. So while all of the Ocean Avenue stuff was going on, and you've got the cast members chatting with the owners, and there's cameras, and there's police officers, I'm chatting with Conrad. We have our moment, and I hear someone, you know, people were walking by. Someone walks by and says, hey, Conrad, and Conrad goes, hey, Hoop, and I paused, and I did a, I did a turnaround, and he, Conrad, and I made eye contact. He's like, yeah, that's Hooper Goodwin. It's Hooper. And I, and I chased Hooper Goodwin down the road. He's the gentleman who pulled up Martha Brailsford's body. He was a lobster fisherman oh. back in the 90s. And so, like, he was the one that discovered the body. He gave this incredible testimony at the court trial. And he, again, is kind of known as one of the heroes in the case. So there I am. I just met Conrad Przewski. The, the Hooper just walked by. I chased him down. I got a picture with both of them. And all the while, this Ocean Avenue thing is happening and history is being made with the cast members back in town. Like, it was just such... A wild day, and that was only our first stop. That and Lori, sorry, I this is the the amount that people are like waiting on the common for like six hours, and Sarah's like true crime history, true crime Salem history, Salem history is like in front of her, and she's like hocus pocus, whatever. <laughs> He's like murder bar the browser. She's like I can talk to people who solved people who lived history. To the, it was it was. She's like look at her. It was a moment. She's fan fangirl. Yeah, yeah. And and, and uh, uh, Lori Cabot is the one that led them. You said yes. to to the, the body. Yeah, yeah, to the body. Or at least she gave some good uh, predictions on yes. it. So Councilor Prosnuski is who set that up for us. Brought the owners brought and the, the cast together. To keep people, you know, at bay. It was really sweet. That was. I uh, put a bit of a wrench in the in the timing of everything. Yeah. It took forty minutes. We we're like, <laughs> we got to do this in ten minutes. But yeah. Well, the owners. Keep- Sorry, the owners opened up the door. And they literally let them walk around the house and whatnot. And then, then so. they brought out yeah. photo albums. Yeah. And like when you said one in one of the emails, it was like, "Oh, the owners," and I was like, "Okay, fine. They're ninety. It'll be quick." But I, they're kids, and then grandkids, and there might have even been great grandkids. Yeah, yeah. There was like and neighbors and police, and I was like, "Okay, well." That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had heard rumor that one of the things that the family of Four Ocean Ave asked for or got was one of the capes that one of the witches wore. And I don't, obviously, you didn't see that or that was a rumor. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you would they would have probably shown it to you if they showed you the photo album. So that wasn't yeah. brought up, was it? Not that so I that know of. Just been no. a rumor. Because that would have been really cool. That would have been cool. But yeah. Uh, yeah uh, John. <laughs> <laughs> now no, I think we no, know John the is urban, on his phone planning no, 2024 no, I, I, October I was just thinking about like there was so many like random happenstances like even when we got to Allison's house aka Rope Mansion and Jeffrey was like oh my god I've never been inside you gonna let me inside I want to go <laughs> and like ran after Thora and team to like check out the inside so I it it 
I think to that point overall, like, I don't think we could ever recreate because it was so last minute, because it was so organic, I don't think we could ever recreate how Salem of an experience it was for all of us. Like, not even just for them. Like, Salem's been a tough community this year, and, like, I felt that Salem magic and spark and love, like, while they were here and, and like, reminding myself how other people see us. And this city. Reminding myself how much other people come in. Like, we're used to it. We have our own things, you know, like, uh, you know, inside baseball. Like, I know too much of how the sausage is made. I say that a lot. Well, when the fun becomes your job. But watching other people experience it in the way that they experienced it was so special. And, it like, it was a tough month. October was tough this year. That weekend, as hard as the work was, was like emotionally motivating enough to be like, okay, all right, a couple more weeks. I'm good. I, I got this. Yep. So it was, a, it was really example. interesting. Uh, the, uh, when we went to um, Pioneer Village, we happened to be walking <gasps> in yes. as Al, the owner of Far From the Tree, was walking out. So it had been a, a crazy night the night before because with all the rain, so they had to, so coincidentally they had to, because of the rain, they had to close the night fairly, which means that far from the tree hadn't packed out and closed up their stuff. So the owner of the business gets there first thing in the morning to take care of their tent and their product. And I see him and I'm like, Oh my God, hold on. Because they just come out with the hocus pocus line of ciders. So I run up and I was like, Hey, can I grab like a four pack? He's like, yeah, you can have, you can have one, you can have 10 just here. Take whatever. (laughs) Very generous. He's wonderful. Um, but then I was like, because I wanted to give a can of the Bink Cider to Jason. And I told him, he's like, oh, that's great. And then he was trucking stuff out. And we were there for probably 10, 15 minutes. And as we were all leaving, he was still there with his kids. And I was like, oh, hey, by the way. So I introduced him. And uh, Jason got a picture with the owner, with the can. And Vanessa was there. And then, uh, so that was great. And like I got all the pictures on my phone. And... Al's messaging me like that night, the next day, hey, can I get the pictures? Can I get the pictures? And I was like, yes, yes. Like, I'm not, I'm just, just busy. And he's like, hey, listen, my wife doesn't even believe me that I'm at <laughs> Can you send those over? And I did. And then he posted them and is like, but can you imagine, like, just the happenstance? And that's what you were saying, John, is just like, here's someone, he's just local Salem business owner, creates a pro- and then happens. No, I think it's great because we actually were supposed to make that happen, and I don't think we did. Because <laughs> I showed them the cans, and Al had told me that he would give them product, and it just fell off the radar. So even more happenstance because I felt like we had failed. So thank you for that. And it was meant to be. If we yeah. if we wouldn't have ran late at the Denison right. house exactly. yeah, at Ocean exactly. Ave, we right. wouldn't have probably ran into Al. So, no, it was just a one beautiful moment after another. It yeah. was so organic the whole weekend. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, no, I mean, even on, I was saying, like, happenstance, like, on Monday, um, we went to lunch at the Hawthorne Hotel with Vanessa and Marsden, Dora and uh, Omri had already left their flights, but, uh, (laughs) you know, this is Salem in October on, like, a Monday, two weeks before Halloween, and Vanessa's just like, you know, I'd really like to go check out uh, the Salem Witch Museum. Oh. Uh, is there any way to get us in? <laughs> so she was they were like, talk to John. He's the man that can maybe do it. Yes. So made a phone call. 
We left lunch and we're at the Witch Museum watching one of the shows within half hour. Wow. So in thank October. You, thank you, Tina Jordan. Yes. For hooking us up at the Salem Witch Museum because I, of all the things that they asked that weekend, that was the one thing that my heart sank. And You're I was like, like I don't know Witch Museum, do. man, like the same day. Same day at the Witch Museum? That's never going to happen. Did you book tickets at midnight? <laughs> no. Right. Well, sorry. Right. And the timing was perfect because as soon as we finished lunch, we walked over there, walked right in. It, 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 all the paid customers were sitting there, and we sat down, and it started. And I have the most adorable picture of, of Jason and Barbie and Vanessa because we were, like, sitting with our backs, and there's, like, one random bench and they were right in front of me when the it went around the circle. So you have like the three of them just kind of staring up at it, like they were <laughs> back in um, back in high school because that's when we all saw it. Was back in high school, right? Um, I feel like did did one of them see it? Vanessa, she was mistaken. So Vanessa, she said one of her oh yeah one of her only memories of being in Salem when she filmed the movie was she, what she thought was the Witch Museum. She's like, I remember going there, and they had this sort of production. So then we finished, and she's like, this wasn't it. And we're like, what? And <laughs> she, then she told us what it was. She was like, I, I remember it being much smaller. I feel like it was a little diorama. And the Witch Dungeon has uh, the diorama. Uh, so, yeah, so she saw the show, but the show was just the stage, mm -hmm. not the full thing. Right. So, yeah. So she was like, yeah, that wasn't it. Yeah. But we figured it out. So yeah. next year we'll have to bring her there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, guys, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. I do have one more question since we've already had uh, Brian and John on the podcast. Joe, this is something we ask all of our guests. <laughs> you have to answer. And I'm sure as a horror fan, you've probably got a, a pretty good answer for us. Do you have? I will not be offended. <laughs> I even step out. I know we need just. You've got so many people that say you. I okay, love it. By the way, do you know the amount of people who say Bora? Who is your favorite witch or wizard? I mean, how can I not say Bora? Oh obviously, but I will as just to say, just to be different. Um, that's that's a loaded question. I mean, there's so many in history. Um. No, I'm a fan of personally the movie The Witch. I think it's a modern oh. horror masterpiece. Um, I even have the tattoo. Uh, I have a tattoo. Murray Brothers, did, uh, Matt Murray, Black Veil Tattoo did them. So, I mean, I'll just say Thomason, the witch from The Witch. Very well, cool. Becomes the witch. Spoilers. Spooky. <laughs> spooky. That, I always tell my guests that that's probably one of the best depictions of mm. a 17th century yeah. witch panic because it really showcases just how fearful they were and how real it was to them. Obviously, no one, no goats came to life at the end uh, of the real witch trials, but. But it, it, it paints a very good picture of like the unknown fear of like the fear of the darkness of like what is literally in the tree line, what is going bump in the night. And uh, while those fears, the, the, the fear can be very real, obviously what they imagined is what people believed was going on, which yeah. is, is, is really good. But anyway, <laughs> that's for that could podcast. be a whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you guys again for sitting down with us, John, Brian, Joe, and thank you on behalf of all of Salem for putting together this weekend because it was definitely one for the books. And looking forward to 2024. I was say, and uh, whatever you guys have. First, first Zoom is tonight. 
Yeah. Oh, by the way. <laughs> Whatever you FYI. have brewing for next year. Yes. And I, I will say, like, um, you know, I know John and Brian feel the same way. Next year, we want to use more local Salem businesses, get more local Salem businesses involved and whatnot. So we would love this to be specifically, like, you know, this year we used, I would say, about 90 to 95% exclusively Salem businesses. And we would like to keep that up uh, going forward as well with these upcoming, hopefully, events. If there are any local Salem businesses that want to sponsor, reach out to John, myself, or Joe at uh, Horror the Squad Pad. The Horror Squad Squad Podcast, or you can, uh, Brian. We'll have more information for sponsors coming soon. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. You're the level-headed one. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. That's that. Thanks for listening. See you later. Mm -hmm.